Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Okay, guys, I could not be more excited to introduce this week's guest. Her name is Natalie Bright. She is a intuitive business and life coach, so she really helps empower people to find their, as she calls it, medicine and be of service to the world. She's all about social improvement and using social media for a good cause. She is incredible with helping people find their own alignment alignment and workflow. But before we dive into this episode, I want to remind you guys, if you have not gotten your free copy of my High Vibe Guide, I would encourage you to check it out. It literally covers everything from energy work and chakras to nutrition to yoga and essential oils, all of some of my favorite things that have really helped me build a foundation for alignment and flow, which is something Natalie and I talk about in today's episode. And before we dive in, if you have not left a review, if you have not left a rating, remember there is still time to get in on the drawing. Um, So I'm giving away some of my absolute favorite personal development books, some Four Sigmatic Coffee, which you guys hopefully by now know I'm obsessed with. Um, Still waiting for them to partner with me. Um, Okay, I don't know why I sing everything. Also, I'm just going to stop rambling. If you want a copy of that High Vibe Guide, it's in the show notes. If you haven't left a review yet, go do that. For real. If you're listening, if you want more people to find out about this show, if you want to get your hands on some really dope swag, I don't know if that's what it is, but it's some, some stuff that I've absolutely loved. So, Leave that review and let's dive into this episode with Natalie. All right, you guys, I am so excited to have Natalie on the show. I've been following her for a while. I love her vibe. I love everything she talks about and I'm just excited to share what she does with you guys and a little bit about her story. So Natalie, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here excited to have you. Um, So why don't we just start off with telling the listeners a little bit about you. Where are you from? How did you get started on your journey? What do you do now? Um, What, you know, what got you to this point that you're at today? Yeah, yeah, man. So I've been um, running online businesses for a little over five years now. Um, And I'm from Ohio. And I live about 10 minutes out of the the town I grew up in. Um, And we're in the process right now of actually uh, in that murky in between of like getting ready to actually relocate. So um, yeah, so that's exciting. But uh, so yeah, so I started working online um, about five years ago. And when I first started working online I actually I didn't go into it of like thinking I was going to you know start a business or work for myself no 
no anticipation for where things would unfold. Um, I was basically, you know, somebody that started working with a coach and working with um, communities online and being immersed in that culture mm -hmm. that was like the thing that planted the seed for everything. Um, and so when I first started out, I actually was way more focused on like lifestyle coaching, um, well-being, wellness, like that realm. And um it was a lot of kind of where I was at in my own journey of focusing on my own self-care, my own, um, what I now call alignment. And so, yeah, that kind of took me down the rabbit hole of just really getting super, super passionate with the power of social media and the power of um, the digital age and what we can do with it um, to create a really big ripple effect of social change. You know, social media for social change is something I, I love that concept. Um, and so just through kind of my progression of, you know, the Rocky getting started, um, journey that everybody goes through was kind of just a lot of self-discovery, a lot of figuring out what my superpowers were, what I really felt called to help people with, um, where I really felt pulled to kind of like, you know, journey into and pursue. And that kind of led me into the realm of really becoming obsessed with um, helping others to, to kind of just like figure out what their, their soul purpose is, what their soul mm -hmm. calling is and, um, manifest it, like actually start living in that space. So in came a lot of, um, journeying into business coaching. And, um, now I primarily work completely as, um, an intuitive business coach. So I do a lot of, uh, work in terms of like helping entrepreneurs basically take their wild ideas and build them, develop them, cultivate them, uh, set up strategies and systems for um, really building sustainable long-term uh, success for themselves, whatever that means for them. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I do a lot of life alignment coaching. So I do a lot of um, kind of like consciousness coaching, uh, a lot of working with the individual from the inside out. And I do that both with business and life clients. But so a lot of my work um, deals very heavily with the unseen, um, working with what is within um, and really nurturing and cultivating the inner self, um, the authentic self, mm -hmm. in order to be able to show up in the world as like your most creative, expressive, um, true version of you um, so that you can be in that space of alignment to be able to to do the things that your your inner self uh, feels pulled to do. So that's kind of where I'm at now. <laughs> uh, so, so much beautiful work that you do because those are the questions that I get over and over again is how do I become my most authentic self? How do I step into what I want to be doing? Is, you know, there's just all of that comes up for people. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the work you do because yeah. there's going to be more light workers out there spreading this message and, and doing what they need to be doing because they're showing up as their authentic self. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I always hold on to is like we there there. And I just did um, a video earlier today about competition and comparison and how it's such a delusional space to be in because we, there will never be an oversaturation. There will never be like too much of anything of the kind of work you feel called to do because the world desperately needs it. Like I, I envision like literally like mama earth sitting there being like, Please show up, show up, show up, you know? Oh. So, yeah. I literally have chills going through my entire <laughs> body when you said it. It's just like, show up. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's almost that 
showing up, if you say it in that way, instead of being like, well, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm this person. I don't know if I can do this work. It's like, if you're feeling called to do it, it's a disservice to everyone around you not to follow that call. And it's just, oh. Yep. 100. That gave me goosebumps because it, it is such a, it's a disservice to, on so many levels, um, to yourself, uh, you know, to your ancestors, to the collective, to the future. I mean, it, we need the medicine of individuals stepping up into their light. We need it. So let's say someone is, I I have so many people I I see and friends and family and I've struggled with it myself. How do, how do people go from not showing up as their authentic self, not being able to speak their truth, feeling like they have that constriction in their throat when they want to say what they actually feel, say what actually is them, like show up as them. How do how do they start to make that shift into their authentic self? Yeah, yeah. The the way I kind of look at it is in order to be who you truly are, you have to actually first create a heightened state of awareness of what is not true for you. So mm-hmm. really doing I, – I love polarity and I love contrast. And so it's like really – becoming aware of what is causing the tightness in the throat, what is causing the the silencing of opinion or of truth, what is causing you to coil back instead of really stepping into your power and, and noticing what it is that's actually stopping you from doing that because that's going to allow you to start seeing what is um, there in terms of resistance to who you truly are. So I always think of it of like, okay, if I can identify where I'm actually hiding myself, then I can start feeling into why I'm hiding myself. Why am I doing that? You know, so like, um, for example, when I first started working online, I, I had like this, and I think we all do this. We have this like thought of who we should be showing ourselves as, you know, of like, mm-hmm. I should look this way. I should talk this way. I should show up on these platforms. I should show up in this way on these platforms. We have like this rule book that we're kind of like birthed into, you know? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that rule book is actually the very thing that really like is hiding who we are because we're trying to box ourselves in. Mm -hmm. And so we box our energy in, you know? And so it's like identifying where it is that you're boxing yourself in and looking to see like, okay, why, why am I thinking I have to do this? Why do I think I have to be this way? How do I want to be? So creating that contrast of what you think you should be or what you think you have to do versus what do you actually want to be and do and really start connecting with your inner self of like, what, what is my own self telling me and how can I start maybe inching into that space? What would that look like? What, what little steps could I take? And it's, it's being gentle with yourself, you know, cause we, we bump up against a lot of stuff, both in ourselves of like ego will kick in or like, people will be very confused as to why you may be shifted the way you are. So it's like being gentle with the process. You don't have to change into who you are overnight. It can be um, a beautiful unfolding of stepping into yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always, I always bring that up with people I'm working with too. It's, it's that, and this, this is because it's something I experience. I think people get scared when they feel that resistance. They say, you know, they have a friend say, but that's not you. And that this is what happened to me over and over again. It's like, I shifted my behaviors. I shifted my lifestyle. They're like, but that's not you, Shelby. This isn't you. I'm like, no, it's, it's, it's so me. I was just hiding, you know? And so letting people know that it's, 
there is resistance in this process. Yep. And I think it's so important to, to trust in the resistance. Like don't try to resist the resistance, resist the resistance, you know, because it's like just leaning in and knowing that's kind of a pro it's a part of the process. I mean, I've had, I, I distinctly remember um, when I was, I was 21 and I was work, I was a manager in a coffee shop and I had like a huge, like very young midlife crisis where I, I broke up with a long-term boyfriend. I changed directions. I moved out to a different city. I was like totally like redefining myself. And I remember my boss saying to me, you're, you've changed. You're so different. And I'm like, no, I actually am living in my truth more than I ever have before. And that sticks out to me so much, even to this day. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think just knowing that that's going to happen, you're going to shake some, some boats up a little bit, mm -hmm. but if you're um, not kind of rattling things up, you're probably not really showing who you are, you know? Mm -hmm. I love that. So let's just say someone's experiencing this right now. They're starting to have that authentic self show through and they're noticing people around them. How do, how do people, how do you respond to that? You know, how do you work through that resistance and not make, let it shut you down essentially? It's, it's tough. And I think in that space is where boundaries become really important. Um, because like I even, I recently had somebody very near and dear to me, um, do this kind of thing where they really bumped up against, uh, some changes I had more recently made to really step into myself. And they literally called it out like to a T of like, you're doing this now and totally like saw through, um, even boundaries that I had put up and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, they're really noticing this change. And my response to that was, um, staying deeply grounded in the change that I'm committed to over letting somebody else's, um, kind of like trigger of the change disrupt my my deep roots in myself um being more committed to your your truth than the, the bs you know like you should be more committed and more deeply devoted to your truth than you should making others comfortable and i think that's a hard thing to do but so for for like that example one thing i did was and this is i do this a lot give pause like if somebody's triggered by your change or your evolution into yourself create some space there, like create some space, let yourself respond instead of reacting to it. Cause I think when we react, we react in a space that we lose our deep roots to our truth, you know? Mm -hmm. So like respond, give space to respond in a way that, um, allows you to think about how would I respond to this from a space of my authentic truth? Am I responding from a space of truth or is this just me responding as a reaction to how they saw me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that you bring up the triggers because I, I, I put this out there as like a thought. Um, I think we're, it's a good thing to trigger other people because it allows them to grow. And so sometimes oh, yeah. I think we're, we, you know, as people please, as a previous people pleaser, I've just been like, oh, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to like rock the boat. I just, and it's, it's really you triggering them is allowing them to see that something in you is what they want to be or that what they want to do or that they're not living their truth. And so by you living your truth, you're allowing them to see that they're not living their truth. And even if it comes out in a negative way, yeah. 
eventually it'll come to be a positive thing. So I love that you brought that up, the triggers. It's so important, like so important. And that's one thing I think, especially thinking along the lines of how do I create social change? How do I actually truly make a big impact? It comes from the willingness of being able to step into triggering people of like, you can't force people to change. You can't force people to step into their truth as you are, but you can become the mirror and become the ripple. And that's how you do it is being so grounded in your truth that you're okay, that you are going to trigger others and maybe wanting to trigger them to activate something in themselves, whether or not they're ready to see it, whether or not they're ready to work on it, that's out of your control. It doesn't matter. But you doing that is what sparks that ripple of change. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay, so there's probably some light workers and fellow, you know, maybe not quite on their path yet, but I know there are some listeners who really are struggling to find their purpose and find what they're called to do. How do they start to get in alignment to receive that? Mm, Yeah, yeah. Okay. So as simply as this may sound, it's the most important thing is to follow what excites you. That's it. Like that's really it. A follow following the flow of what feels like the the path of least effort and resistance, Mm -hmm. the path of most excitement the path that feels most playful and fun for you Mm -hmm. because that's going to activate um, a sense of alignment, of fulfillment, of enoughness because when you're in that zone, you're in your creator power. You're in that space of like, yes, please, more, please keep it coming. I'm excited. This feels good. And that activates the part of our brain that is the creative part. And a lot of times we get so stressed with, I have to figure out my purpose. I have to have it this way. We get so stressed on that side that Mm -hmm the rules of that shut down the creativity. And so the the point is to get yourself to be able to unlock the creator brain mm-hmm. so that you can have those downloads. And the unlocking of the creative brain is going to come from doing things that align with you that feel good. And so for example, like one thing I do, and this is usually where like pretty much all of my, my content comes from all of my business ideas, new projects, anything is my daily alignment practice. So I commit every day to a certain amount of window of time to do things that make me feel good, whether it be movement, uh, energy work, journaling, writing, reading, music, getting outside in nature, I don't care what it is, whatever I need that day to activate me. And and from that space, it's like a I opened the floodgate of like all these ideas come in. And so it's mm-hmm. a matter of alignment before action. So taking that time to open your your brain up to the download so that you can get into that juicy space of creation. I freaking love yeah. that. I I had a coach tell me that so I was like a doer, you know, I was so much in my masculine energy, probably four months ago still really sitting in that masculine energy of like do 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 more 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 and I had a coach tell me is just like why don't you just create time to play and I was like that was terrifying play was so terrifying but it was literally what shifted my whole business like just having more fun shifted my entire business within two months like it was incredible Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a good lesson of like, if you ever bump up against those times of resistance or it feels like you're in kind of a slump, Mm -hmm. tune back into how am I prioritizing play? Like what, what is not fun that might need shifted, change the way you're doing it? Mm -hmm. Or how can you bring in something new that feels exciting and fun? I love that. I love that. Oh, what else did I want to ask you? 
so many good nuggets already. I know, I know. <laughs> okay, um, you do a lot with vision mapping, or at least this is what you've been kind of working with recently, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, over the, the end of last year and the first quarter of this year, yeah. Yeah, so tell me, like, what, if someone has a, a maybe the start of their vision or what, what do you feel is most important as people are laying out the vision for their life or, or like what is one important thing to really, that you feel most people miss? Yes. Okay. So usually when we go to say, you know, set a goal or set an intention or a direction of something we're aiming to manifest, almost always we focus on the form of the thing. So we focus on, I want to manifest or actualize this tangible amount of money or this tangible amount of um, this vacation or this travel or this product or this item. It's like we focus on the form so much, but we forget that we're not here to just collect things. Like that's not our purpose on life, you know? And so we actually, our, our innate essence does not resonate with a form. We're not form. We're formless. We're just energy. Everything's energy. So breaking that down when you're setting down to vision map what it is you want, get clear on what the form is that you're after, obviously, but then dismantle that, break that down. Why do you want the form? What is the feeling you are going after that is underneath the form? And go after mm-hmm. that activation first. Activate the feeling that the form's gonna give you as you're setting forth your vision map, start embodying that that feeling now, and you're gonna vibrationally match to be able to call in what it is that you're after. And so that's a lot of where most often people focus on the tangible, specific form, goal, or intention, and then they're like, well, I don't know why, I'm, I'm struggling so much to actually, you know, make this vision a reality. Mm. But then if you go into it and you identify where their state of being is, it's usually stress, worry, overwhelm, anxiety, fear. Those are all states of being that that form you're after does not contain. And so you can't match it to be able to call it in. So it's embodiment of the thing by being the feeling in the thing now. And, and allowing that to take you up because that's also going to allow you to feel the way that the thing is going to make you feel, you know, instead of the whole, if I manifest this, then I'll, I'll be this way. Or when I do this, then I'll feel this way or have this life. Be it now, live it now, mm-hmm. just activate it within you. And so that's really the concept of the vision mapping is taking the forms and breaking it down so that you can be the embodiment of it today and easily become an open channel to manifest it. I love that. And I think it's powerful when you know what those underlying feelings you're really chasing are, because like going back to that authentic truth and what is true for you, then you start to notice this does not make me feel free. This does not make me feel joy. This, you know, whatever those feelings are, you start to realize the things in your life that are not that. And I, I really love that you said like stepping into your authentic truth is stepping away from all the things that are not authentic to you. Yep. Yep. And that can be really scary because we become so comfortable with the things that aren't even us because it's so normal for us. And so it's, it's honestly, it's a lot of like, and I've noticed this many times when I've gone through having to, to shed falsehoods or anything like that. It's like, it's almost like a grieving process in many ways because it is something that you've become um, identified with in a lot of ways. So realizing that how you identify with something actually isn't your true identity can be 
painful, you know? And so it's like mm-hmm. honoring that p- process of clearing and releasing and shedding um, and, and allowing yourself to feel the way that you feel as you do that. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So when people are, you mentioned you're an intuitive coach. So how have you found it helpful or how do you feel like it's easiest to tap into your own intuition or for people to tap into their intuition? Cause I think that's, I, I get this all the time. I don't have intuition mm. I hear all the time. I'm like, I don't know. Like how, how did, how does that, how do you call tap into that? it? Yeah. It's, um, it's about awareness first. Aware, mm-hmm. Awareness is the key to literally anything because the minute you can start becoming aware of yourself, aware of how you feel, aware of the thoughts in your head, aware of the beliefs pay, playing out, the programs playing out, the cycles playing out, just simply witnessing and creating awareness of that, you're going to start becoming able to hear yourself again. And so, I mean, I would say probably on average, pretty much everybody lives very, very out of their bodies Mm -hmm. where we're so disconnected with how we truly feel, what we're thinking, how we're believing, how we're talking to ourselves. We have no, we're just not there. It's almost Mm -hmm. like we're just robots, like going through the motions, but we're not there at all. And so that's the key is like, the intuition is probably screaming, trying to knock at the door and get you to hear it, but you're not in the body to hear it. So get back in the body. Um, start even as simply as starting to track. How did you feel today? What were your common average thoughts today? This is something I, I make my clients literally track <laughs> of like, what were your average thoughts? What were your average emotions? What were your beliefs playing out? Where was your focus? Um, how did you feel taking these actions? Where was your alignment? What created resistance? Just simply witnessing. You don't have to judge it. It doesn't matter what's there. Non-judgment. And just start tracking it because you're going to start be, being able to start hearing this instead of only the head. I love that. I love that. I think witnessing the thoughts was a super powerful exercise when I first did that. And I do this with my clients as well. Because when you think about what you think about and why you think about what you think about, it kind of can blow your mind a little bit. Totally. Oh, this is actually coming from XYZ belief, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So the, the last few questions I have are more so about your daily practices. Um, yeah. So I want to know how you raise your vibration and how, how do you get in alignment? Like what are, I know you mentioned carving out time, but what's most important to you so that you're at the highest vibration and conserve? Yeah, I need to um, be in my vortex. So like distractions for me will totally pull me out. Um, like for example, if I am in in my zone of work, like in my office, in my space, I cannot have distractions. Otherwise I will be pulled out of my focus and I will be um, energetically zapped. Mm. And so focus is really important for me, privacy, um, to be in my body, by my body, um, by myself with no distractions. So I, I'm quite introverted, but very extroverted at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so I need the sacred time for myself in order to be able to show up for others or with others. And so prioritizing that is so crucial for me. So like my day-to-day practice is I always have a window of anywhere from an hour to two hours that is just with 
myself. And I think that scares a lot of people. Usually when I say like two hours by myself, like mm-hmm. people are like, I don't have that time. It doesn't, the time is irrelevant because time is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so understanding that it's not about the, the clocking in and out of a certain amount of time. It's actually devoting time to be with yourself because that is where you're going to be able to um, bring things in, in a form of some sort of practice that are aligning for you. So mm-hmm. for me, like I dedicate specific times um, each day that I can be with myself and do the things that I want to do for me, not for anybody else. And so that might be art one day. Um, Right now I'm in a really big creative um, zone. And so I've been doing a ton of bullet journaling, a ton of um, drawing, a ton of just creative expression, both um, physical and digitally. And so I've been making that like a huge priority. And then um, just doing anything that really lights me up because the key is um, alignment is simply put feeling good. And so if you're doing things that make you feel good, that is going to raise your vibration um, out of the the lower vibe states that feel not great, you know? And so it's just a matter of knowing, again, getting in your body, listening, what feels good, what does not feel good, and choosing to prioritize doing things Mm -hmm. that make you feel good, you know? Oh, yes. All of that. Just all of that. (laughs) I love the the simplicity of your your definition of alignment is feeling good. And that is so simple, but... yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It really is that easy. And I think people try to overcomplicate it. It's like, no. And, and it's almost kind of scary because mm-hmm. alignment is quite difficult for most people, um, especially starting out. And so that's kind of just a testimony, a little bit of how disconnected we are with choosing what feels good for us. You know, it's kind of scary. (laughs) Yeah. And I like that you mentioned like being alone is scary. I think that's a really good indication for people if that's coming up. Yeah. That you probably haven't spent enough time understanding what, what what you're avoiding by not being alone. I think we have so much noise and distraction and we want that external stimulation because we're not really ready to go inward and deal with the stuff. And that's okay if they're not at the point that they're yeah. ready to go inward, but noticing and having that awareness that if you are afraid to be alone, why? Yeah. Yeah. And really feeling into that because I mean, I, I know before I went down this Avenue, I, I could not stand to be alone. Like I would always be in a relationship, always have to be around people, always have to have plans on my schedule of things I'm doing. And, and now like I'm the opposite. Um, and it's funny because when you are living in the space of like intuition and, and communication with, um, your higher self, I feel like most days I have like nonstop conversations all day and I'm never alone because there's all this stuff going on in the in the inside that's the unseen and so it's like you're never alone it's just a matter of learning how to connect um with your higher self to the space that you can start having those really awesome um deep conversations with self oh that's beautiful love it (laughs) so many so much wisdom so many good nuggets so for the listeners who are maybe interested in, in starting on their own journey, how, how can people get in contact with you, Natalie? Yeah, yeah. So um, I hang out a lot on Instagram. So I'm on Instagram as I am Natalie Bright. And then beyond that, uh, my website is nataliebrightcoaching.com. And I've got all my stuff up on there. So yeah, feel free to reach out. Awesome. I will link that in the show notes. Is there anything you're really excited that you're working 
on right now. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I have several um, new kind of adventures going on behind the scenes right now. Um, my team and I are getting ready to launch a podcast. And so we're launching a podcast alongside a blog. Um, so doing kind of like a whole new channel of new things um, and new series. And I'm also getting ready to kind of bring out um, something that I'm calling 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 um sacred uh strategy sessions that's going to be for life and business um and it's going to be kind of an intimate group coaching uh, session so that is something else that's kind of in the works right now i love it well we will keep our eyes peeled for that i'll be sure to link everything in the show notes so the listeners can get in contact with you and hang out with you on IG. By the way, she has the best Instagram. I'm obsessed with your graphics. I like troll you. you on the daily. <laughs> Thank you. It's fun. It's uh, so much fun. You definitely have like the creative, creative knack. So I love that you Thank use you. that for, for us. To see. Awesome. Thank you. 